Welcome to a Bit Cryptic Podcast, where we interview top crypto experts to take you down the rabbit hole into the world of cryptocurrency. Now, it's time to get a bit cryptic. This is Dong Du. I'm the host of a Bit Cryptic. So, as you know, you know, we strive to provide our audience informative, engaging, curious information. Um, and that's why we're all, always on the lookout for uh, things that are happening on the ground, uh, efforts and projects that, uh, that are actually you know, helping us to see uh, how new technologies, particularly uh, blockchain, uh, could uh, reshape the way that our society distributes uh, resources and how we share value. Um, and that is why uh, I'm here today at Washington University in St. Louis, Siegel Hall, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a learning center that brings together uh, cross collaboration between the College of Arts and Sciences and the College of Law. So I think that's befitting um, to, to be sitting here with, uh, with Chris and Joe. They're co-founders of uh, Blossom LLC. Um, we are just sitting here uh, following their press conference where uh, they announced a partnership with uh, iNeighborhoods um, to essentially, I'll let them elaborate more, but to allow uh, residents, households to uh, exchange renewable energy. Um, so uh, with that, it's like a pleasure to see you guys again. Absolutely. Right? Good to see you too. Pleasure to see you too, Don. Now, it looks rough. Uh, you know, you, you guys you guys look like, you know, you, you haven't uh, slept in, in a few days. <laughs> so uh, what have you been up to since, uh, since the last time we met? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last time we met was uh, beginning of January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in back a couple months ago. So we've really been moving forward uh, on our partnerships with uh, community solar providers, such as uh, Go Solar, like we talked about earlier. That's uh, it's going really well. Those guys have been been awesome working with them. And uh, around the same time, actually, pretty much right after we talked with you, we got back in contact with Dave. Uh, we we've, we've known Dave for the past two years or so, um, and kind of right when he was starting to really move his uh, the the I neighborhoods model forward. Mm-hmm back in uh, 2017, um, 2016, 2017. Can, can you tell folks what iNeighborhoods is and, and why you're, you're partnering with them? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So iNeighborhoods uh, is basically uh, a model for a smart city that um, kind of breaks things down to a small, scrappy environment where uh, you plan with community members uh, implement and then review and iterate back over this model that you've developed. It's a, basically a way to create custom solutions for each city instead of having them go at the idea of a smart city all on their own, which can get incredibly complex, incredibly large scale, and can you know sometimes lead to unfinished projects that you know basically pie in the sky things that people think can happen. This is a, a way to actually go out and get this stuff done. 
So they're a community-driven solution, mm-hmm. yep. right? So, but but is it a movement? Is it a partnership? Is it an organization? I mean, what, it's essentially what is like a service slash a playbook that um uh, Dave is uh, offering to cities. So basically, like he will go into the city and then work with the community to try to figure out which sort of programs they would you know most benefit from. You know how these programs are going to start. Which companies need to come together to form these and then sort of like do um, interviewing tests to sort of see like public readiness, you know, how is the effectiveness of the, of, you know, the trials that we're doing and moving forward, you know, to try and uh, define what this smart city vision for each different neighborhood would be. Uh-huh. Right. That's, as I understand, iNeighborhoods is, it was inspired by a successful models like it. Um, I uh, was seeing a um, Brookings Institution mm-hmm. uh, research report talking about the uh, the in- innovation district, which is um, um, partly inspired by uh, neighborhood and mm-hmm. also uh, other live projects that have come before, um, mm-hmm. like the the Kansas City yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Google Fiber project, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys hope to be the next. Um, case study exactly. um, yeah. towering over the Google <laughs> <laughs> one can help <laughs> but um, like yeah so please uh, tell us about um, you know uh, the, the the partnership that that you announced uh, with iNeighborhood today yeah definitely so basically um, I Na- we're working with iNeighborhoods uh, both for our energy solution and also for the larger vision of Blossom which is you know basically an inter-industry trading post that can you know disseminate disseminate data goods uh, intellectual property mm-hmm. services anything you know across uh, across industry borders so mm-hmm. a smart city like I said earlier you know it's an incredibly complex undertaking it has a lot of moving parts and basically blossom starting off you know like the energy the energy thing is is really cool and it's gonna be a great way for communities to uh, tackle one of you know their most important assets if not if not the most important commodity in the world mm-hmm. today like um, as I said in the presentation, you know, almost everything that we depend on depends on electricity, which is why you know we're working in the energy space. Um, so that's that's kind of our plan starting off because you know we already have that developed, and you know uh, to get to get cities on board uh, with this project, and uh, you know to get to get a foothold in the industry. That's kind of you know where we're starting off, but very quickly we hope to move into a grander grander scale type of thing where uh the i neighborhoods model actually it, it it's kind of best explained with sort of an example so uh take take a neighborhood like the innovation district in the loop for example um basically we could create a geofenced area in the loop with uh you know 5g or fiber and create applications that go onto a data exchange that are only available in the loop so you could create an entire artificial you know uh, uh, net so to speak um, of, of applications like a suite of applications that are only available in the loop so basically each city that we could go into could have its own interactivity however they want to do it with you know uh, customized for the businesses that are there um, and basically what where we would fit into that is you know all these applications are developed and they need to be sharing information between place to place mm-hmm. and uh, you know between the government between the businesses between the citizens everything so we can kind of control and manage where that data goes and make sure that everything goes uh into the same place um and sorry i'm 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 going on here a little bit but you asked a question earlier about you know like how are we going to keep that transparent and make sure that uh you know all that data doesn't go into the wrong hands or anything 
Um, that's kind of why we like the idea of this data exchange is so that, you know, our, our goal with that is to create an unbiased governing sort of organization where all the members of the community are involved in democratically and yeah, democratically in the planning, the carrying out organization and the review and progress, uh, progression of the entire project. And in the loop, uh, you mentioned that's, that's an area that has a lot of history here in the city of St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the one of the main differences that uh, Dave uh, makes is that like um, there are already smart city things happening like all over the country. Like you can take the Cortex Innovation District for example, but that is uh, not a great example of trying to take a current community and overhaul it into a smart city. It has you know it was created recently and it has a lot of really good things for as uh, Dave said during our meeting like people who have had higher education you know people who like are more driven towards the tech industry and sort of have a knowledge of all this sort of stuff I think uh, what I neighborhoods and we're trying to go with is this project is is to bring all of those sort of new features and you know benefits of a smart city to you know the normal person you know the person you know who doesn't necessarily like you know have the ability to drive down to cortex and you know rent office space or a desk or you know may not you know have a laptop to connect to the internet to begin with yeah this model is a way to you know like go down into soulard for example where the buildings are hundreds of years old and Mm. put in the same type of interactivity in that as you know some place that was just built with all the latest technology and all the buildings are you know like circa 2019 for example right. so one of the things that uh, we talk about in our previous conversation is uh, why st louis you know you're you're building on essentially a uh, hyper ledger um, blockchain protocol it can be characterized as a global protocol mm-hmm. or applied in many many different uh many different verticals mm-hmm. and industries and different use cases um so um but one of the impact factors is whether it can be uh, delivered or customized to uh, specific markets, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so, so why, you know, what gives you an advantage of, you know, being here in St. Louis and how, how did your partnership bubble with, with iNerbos? So um, being in St. Louis is, it, our main advantage comes from the fact that we've, we've been here for our entire lives. And, you know, we know our the networks area. are here. Our yeah, networks are right. here. We know the area super well. And we also know, like, the, the issue. We, we have very good ideas about, you know, like, the, or a very good, uh, I don't want to say that we know because, you know, that no one truly knows, knows, but, like, we have a really good idea of, you know, the people in the area, what kind of struggles that they're facing, and really, you know, what can make a difference around here. So that's that, that's one of our biggest benefits, I think, is just kind of like, kind of know what people want. And there's opportunity here, um, uh, you know, regarding Silicon Valley versus St. Louis, like, you know, it's way cheaper to do something here than it yeah. is in Silicon Valley. Your dollar goes a lot further. And the market's a lot less saturated here as well. Like St. Louis is a very um, fast growing tech hub and that uh, leaves a lot of opportunity for the startups that are already here to, you know, capitalize on those benefits on like you know the new press the city is getting you know all of the companies that haven't already committed to some sort of like smart city uh thing there's a lot of people who just haven't moved into these new areas that are around here that like you know a company like blossom would love to start making partnerships with right right um and so i think that's one of the interesting things about your project is that you're you've been part of a um 
Tech Accelerator that's mm -hmm. uh, sponsored by a, a very, very large um, uh, utility company mm -hmm. um, here in the Midwest. Um, you're a startup uh, yourself, and um, you're also part of a um, venture capital network. Is that right? Um, um, we're technically a, par a portfolio company a of, portfolio. of uh, capital innovators via the Amron Accelerator. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's, a, that's where we uh, are yeah, in the VC world. <laughs> yep. and, and then you, know, you spent um, a, a large deal of uh, your, your time here in the city of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so um, and you, you kind of know the market here. Um, so what makes you think that this um, smart city uh, initiative uh, with uh, I it's going to gain traction like like when you when you go out there and target um, areas and, and interested parties um, and uh, you know what, what is what will be your strategy in terms of you know onboarding um, interested parties so one of the I, I mean the biggest uh, real value that we can provide with this is just the fact that we are increasing the value of your community. You know, we're we're putting in interactivity where it doesn't exist already, um, and we really believe that that in and of itself is going to bring some more people to the area. More people are going to to participate in this, and as uh, you know, uh, we talked about during the presentation, our our business model with the Smart City Fund, the more people that come the more you know the the fund will grow and allow the city to continue to develop and build more things so we're hoping like i said uh, earlier it's it's you know going to kind of bootstrap itself and we think that the cities are really going to see that value just like hey we can come in and we can do you know really whatever you want we can put in renewable energy we can you know design you an entire custom suite of applications with you know interactivity we can put in sensors in any way that you want it's kind of like up to the community of uh, choosing exactly how they want to proceed with this. And I think that people in the area are really looking for ways to start that process of making our cities more interactive and, you know, um, working more so for the, the citizens and the community members. And we really think that, you know, our, uh, our pitch to, to these communities is right up their alley because um they need someone to cooperate with they don't need a yeah. company coming in telling them exactly how their smart city is going to work how their community is going to benefit what they need and everything there needs to be a relationship there basically everyone knows that no one has all the answers and we know that too they don't want someone coming in and saying this is the answer they want someone coming in and saying hey we know that this is a complicated thing. We know this is going to, you know, take some effort, but we're, you let's know, have a conversation. Let, let's work together. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure it out. And I neighborhoods have um, experience and, mm -hmm. and learning takeaways from other exactly. cities, from mm -hmm. other neighborhoods. So I find such a huge uh, synergy between us is that like um, I neighborhoods wants to start at, and at least do one implementation of a smart city thing and mm -hmm. then you know expand they're, and they're a holistic solution they figured out like you know how they're going to engage with communities and figure out what features they're going to need our problem is, is that we you know we're in the energy industry already we don't know where we're going to go next where people need us next and that's where i neighborhoods can help us and once we uh implement energy with the, the cities we're going to start branching out into other verticals and we'll with almost a guarantee that we'll be you know having a social impact and be you know adding real value to those communities 
So uh, what would define success for you um, when uh, onboarding new uh, parties uh, onto this, this initiative? I mean, what, what, what would you be considered as sort of, you know, making uh, real progress and, and traction? Yeah. Sort of onboarding the first uh, 10 parties mm-hmm. or um, would be just uh, more focusing on households or uh, business districts or, or areas? We're, so we're really looking, looking towards, you know, um, you know, neighborhoods and communities at first, mm-hmm. like uh, definitely not home by home, mm-hmm. but more, you know, neighborhood by neighborhood. So, you know, like Duluth, for example, it's, it's, it's small relatively, but you know, it's, it's an entire yeah, like city district. Businesses. It's, it's got a lot of constituents. Yeah, um, why, why the loop? You guys must have a, a special bond with the loop. Do you guys, we honestly just keep going back to it because like we, a, uh, Dave has a lot of connections in the loop yeah. and always talks about the loop innovation right. district. So it's just kind of fresh in our minds. Also, we went to school at WashU. So, you know, we've always been on the loop. We lived on the loop. That's what for, we understand the best. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, the, the, we know a lot of the people there, a lot of the people that are involved in, in, in the city and they all are really, really about innovation. Mm-hmm. They really want to see, because right now, to be honest, you know, the loop is kind of dying. It's, it, it's, the it's, trolley has killed the loop. Uh, yeah, no, it has forced I, businesses out due to the construction, and nobody is using it. To provide a little context, the trolley is a, <laughs> uh, a local economic development project here, uh, aiming to foster you know more, more economic uh, opportunities and so forth. But there are mixed feelings um, <laughs> about yeah, yeah. Uh, whether um, this. Um, kind of attains its uh, its original goals. So, mm-hmm. yeah. To, to expand a little bit on what Joe said, like, yeah, it's 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 not doing too hot right now. But you know, for example, we have ideas that could make make it actually usable and workable. For example, you know, Dave's been talking about turning it into you know an educational thing because really all it, it goes from one end of the loop down to the history museum and comes back. So. Um, he's talking about making it like, you know, a K through eight educational thing where kids can go on, you know, the trolley ride through the loop and it'll deal, have interactive apps through it, um, teaching you different things about the businesses around there, about the different, the, yeah, the technology, the historical monuments, different things. And, you know, like that makes more sense because it's, it's a paid trolley. A lot of people in the area, you know, just getting from point A to point B, a lot of underprivileged people in the area, a lot of, a lot of people who, you know, they would rather walk than pay whatever. I think it's like... It's like relatively substantial for the It costs the more than renting a Lime scooter, for example, and that's what yeah. the main mode of transportation around there is. Yeah, so right now it's kind of like no one's using it for, you know, very, very good reasons. Yeah. And we and wanna They already had you know, one as well. There's a reason why the trolley's not there anymore. But yeah, we you know basically to go back to the original question, there's a lot of stuff on the loop that we could do, a lot of a lot of, you know, impact that we could that we could have if you know we were to implement this there but really it's it, it it's any community it could be it could be down mm-hmm. in Sulard, it could be somewhere in new jersey it could yeah. be somewhere you know anywhere in, that wants to have change essentially literally, literally anywhere that that is interested in this you know we're we're about working with you so in terms of success i i think if we can onboard one community if we can if we can do this once and clearly show that it works it. clearly to find it hash everything out with the community and actually implement some stuff and start, you know, iterating over that process and getting have, the development have going. Have real feedback about making people's lives better. Yep. Then I, I, I would be ecstatic. Just, you know, 
getting one implementation and, and I, I, I think that we can then, you know, take that everywhere else and say, hey, check this out. So communities <laughs> should be able to help themselves and that's what we're trying to make Boston for is that like, you know, we were mentioning like the, the smart city bank and basically what that is is that it would just let communities that have like, let's say public Wi-Fi, anything that was a community or tax paid thing, it would, uh, you know, uh, send money to a fund where um, the community could then, you know, democratically vote on new projects, improvements, uh, smart, just different smart city things. How, how do they vote? And how do you, how do you collect those votes? How do you um, so it, execute those votes? That, that's all in how we are going, uh, what Chris said about like the geofencing and defining the community mm -hmm. earlier is that like everybody in that community will have a voice and an account essentially through the data exchange, through us. Um, to where they they all act uh, as an individual, but uh, after you know they give their opinion on something like voting for like what what should we use the money for? Let's get different opinions. They act democratically and then act as a whole community. So, uh, for example, if a community like you know just recently had a solar installation and then through the funds generated through that, they're like, okay, like why don't we get five G now? They could have um, you know they could uh, propose you know, through the uh, ledger system to, you know, here's this project, here's how much, you know, it, it's going to cost, it'll come out of the fund, and then all it needs is, you know, a certain amount of votes for it. Yeah, uh, we're we're still playing with, uh, you know, a few different models for that also. Um, just, just one instance of how it could work. Yeah, right. but there is, we're, we're, we're floating a lot around a whole bunch of different ideas about how it, how, how it could work, and we're, we're really committed, you know, making sure that everyone has a voice that's that's one of our biggest uh, biggest things is giving our users the power. We right. don't we 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 are not anything but a company that helps you do more, and that's that's all we want to be. And that is why we do think like having success is going to only be having that one in the beginning because we don't want to release this in such a large fashion uh, unless we've had time to iterate through it and get feedback. And yeah, that one project will ideally speak for itself and you know that community will be able to say like, yeah, no, this works. Right. This works. These guys, you know, came in, worked with us and we developed this solution together and it's it's operable. So one of the qualities of being a star of co-founders is Stubbornness or determination, <laughs> yeah. resilience. Yeah. Yep. All of those and, words. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, facing forward while others are saying no. I mean, well, what keeps you going um, when there are a real chance, uh, there are a credible risks that uh, this may not work out because mm -hmm. a lot of things have to come together? Um, so, uh, is it the social impact? Is it sort of. Um, you know the potential to make a difference or you know that and we are kind of re reimagining the way that uh, our how our society uh, coordinates um, decision making and mm -hmm. how markets uh, are uh, harnessing resources i mean what what keeps you going that's a that's a that's a great question. I think it's like a combination of all that. Really, <clears throat> I we started an idea and we we were gonna finish it. We were gonna see it to the end. I, I mean, swear that, to you. so yeah, that's 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 yeah. definitely one of those one of those things. Is like you know, yeah, I'll be goddamned. Like we have worked yeah. so hard on it's this a, that that you know, when, like, when your close friends and your family <laughs> said that you you're, you're not gonna make it, and you, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. there, there, it's it's a little bit of that. But like if I if I really ask myself like why am I doing this why do I care about this is because I know that this technology will make an impact I know that this technology is going to help people and I am so tired of companies that go out and they're just trying to make like a quick buck vaporware you anything know, like that 
we we we've been you know hoofing it for three years now since we graduated college basically and i care less about the money as opposed to what the technology is going to do you know like i obviously i want to make a living just like everyone else but at its core blossom is meant to give the power to our users i want to see that happen i want people to you know for example right now if you got to like schnooks or target or excuse me anywhere any large department store you know you're getting a receipt they always say at the bottom of their receipt you know fill out this survey and get x amount of dollars off of your off of your like next purchase or something basically all that is is these companies trying to mine your data that's your data you know like that receipt that information about what you just bought that's yours and for these companies to to go out and say hey come back and you know like spend more money at our store for giving us your information that to me is bullshit pretty disrespectful it's completely disrespectful and it shows that you don't care about your customers you just want to come back and spend more money with you you know we see that environment on blossom as like okay yeah do that you can have my data but you're going to pay me for that receipt that's the type of thing that i want to make possible and that then that joe also Mm -hmm. agrees upon is that you know this is I your data. Agree. This is your information. <laughs> yeah. Can't confirm. He said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. Ultimately, it's it, it's your data. It's you know your assets, your generation assets. You deserve to get a better ROI on that. You deserve yeah. to you know if you're putting in the money to help uh, further renewable energy, you shouldn't have to curtail your energy at pennies on the dollar back to the utility monopoly. It's just yeah. it's that that that's pretty much what it is at its core, right. and that's really why. Mm-hmm. I keep working on this. Yeah, for me, like uh, on a different note, it's like uh, we don't see anyone else trying to do anything remotely like we're doing. We have competitors, but what we're doing is worlds apart, and like the mission is completely different. And I just sort of feel that, like you know, if you know, if we're the only people that are doing this, a there's got to be something good about that, and then b like. Well, if we stop doing it, then there's not there's not going to be anyone else who's doing what I want to be done in society. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I, I, you know, I want to be the company that like everyone looks to and like thinks fondly of, not yeah. like you know the internet companies of today, companies of today that feel like Big Brother, feel like they're owning all of your data and just sort of like you know suffocating your whole life. Like it, you know, when we talk about utilities, like you know, they have you know, there's a way that we can figure out. The, to let people trade data, the trade their energy uh, like they want to, but the thing is, uh, and still keep the utility yeah. in the loop. Yeah, yeah, but utilities aren't incentivized, and they don't incentivize themselves or like have. There's no like precedent either to really do something for uh, the consumer if they don't really, really need to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed to uh, reflect uh, an inflection point. I think that points to this sort of ethos that's forming where um, people, you know, movement, uh, if you will, a movement that kind of realizes uh, incumbents, uh, those who are controlling the current um, market and uh, the current ecosystem and just wields too much influence and um, and I think people fundamentally thinks that think that something is <laughs> not right. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, yeah, maybe they won't be won't be able to pinpoint it um, mm-hmm. because not everyone is may may not be as informed sure. uh, as as you are. But uh, I, I think uh, we we are at an inflection point, and I think this it's fascinating how 
um, people are having really thoughtful discussions about this, um, certainly privately, uh, but in the public sphere as well. I mean, mm-hmm. every time you turn on N- NPR, there's a discussion yeah. about <laughs> oh, yeah. something happening uh, with XYZ company. Yeah, you know? yeah. absolutely. Um, but um, back to what you were saying, you know, um, fierce determination, um, stubbornness, um, and having, you know, uh, uh, optimism and, and, and hope about uh, making uh, a dent, a uh, social impact. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what makes you tick. And um, that's what drives you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that fascinating perspective. And um, uh, best of luck with your Smart City initiative. Thanks again, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Don.